0: The LPR-1138 Project with Lorenzo Rubio starts now. All right, it's another episode of the LPR-1138 Project. So check this out. I'm still working on what avenue I want this podcast to go. And the more I think about it, the more I don't want it to be confined to a specific genre. So I guess you could say the podcast is going to vary from episode to episode. And taking the advice from a couple of friends, I'm going to one, just record something and publish it. And two, not worry about it being perfect. With that being said, a big thanks goes out to Mike at MOA solutions on YouTube. He's got some pretty cool 3D printing time-lapse videos on there to check out. And also to Jared with Punch the Timeline. Punch the Timeline dives into the world of DC Comics. You can find him on Spotify. By the way, this episode of the LPR 1138 Project is brought to you by Pogie Bait. Are you tired of spending hundreds of dollars on energy drinks and junk food that just make you crash a few hours after eating them? Well, now there's Pogie Bait. Pogi Bait was created by Marine Corps and Army veterans to meet the needs of caffeine and sugar for Pogues in the military. Pogi Bait is a delicious chocolate bar with a chewy caramel nougat center. Each bar contains 300 milligrams of caffeine and more than enough sugar to get you through your workday. Try Pogie Bait today. That's right, Pogie Bait, because 70% of the armed forces are Pogues. Pogi Bait is not an actual product and is just a term used to describe junk food in the military. So, I'm finally on Facebook. I was doing a pretty damn good job at having a zero digital footprint, but podcasting kind of changed all that for me. It's kind of like I forgot to put on a tinfoil hat one day, and now I'm like a fat version of Neo fully plugged into the Matrix. Anyway, enough about that. Today I'm going to share a little story of my marine days, and you know that phrase, what were we thinking? Well, that kind of applies here, and to quote a friend of mine, There's a lot of shit we did back then where the phrase, what were we thinking, applies to. And this story is going to be about how I got into body piercing. It was October of 1995 or so, and um, I was in Okinawa, Japan. I remember we were confined to our barracks because we were experiencing a typhoon. I was upstairs drinking in a friend's room and watching some movies, and one of the guys was checking out one of the body piercing articles in one of the tattoo magazines, and he says to us, hey guys. When we get back to the U.S., I think I'm going to get my nipples pierced. At that time, our corpsman says to us, Dude, all you need is a couple of IV catheters to do that. The needles are thick enough, and you could use a Teflon sleeve to push the jewelry through. So I said, Shit, man, if we get those, I'll pierce them for you. How hard could it be? Well, anyway, we kept on drinking and eventually ran out of beer, but we didn't feel like calling it a night. Now, keep in mind, the barracks were on lockdown because of that typhoon, and there were a couple of Marines standing duty to make sure no one tried to leave the barracks. But you should never underestimate the determination of drunken Marines to get more beer. So, we decided to go on a mission, and that mission was to empty the beer vending machines close by and to liberate some IV catheters from the battalion aid station. The plan was to repel from the second-story window, get the beer from the vending machines, and on the way back, stop by the battalion aid station for our corpsman to grab a few IV catheters, then climb the rope back up to the second floor window. It seemed like a great plan, but on the way out, one of the guys fell and twisted his ankle. Now we were a man down, so he stayed behind and secured the rope. The beer run went as planned, and we were on our way to BAS. Luckily, there was no hiccups there, and we were able to make our way back to the barracks. We climb our way back to the second floor room, downed a few beers, and then I commenced to do my first of many body piercings. I got to say, I did a good job considering the drinking and not knowing what I was doing. Hey, by the way, speaking of beer, did you know this podcast runs on cheap-ass beer? Cheap-ass beer. Are you in between paydays and you're bummed out because you don't have enough money to leave the barracks? Lucky for you, the PX is full of cheap-ass beer. Cheap-ass beer is a fraction of the cost of your name brand beer, and even though it tastes bad, it'll mess you up. So stay in this weekend and play video games while you drink some cheap-ass beer. (laughs) Oh man, there were plenty of weekends of drinking cheap-ass beer. Anyway, okay, where was I? I finished my time in Japan and now I'm back at Camp Pendleton and I was getting pretty good at body piercing. Word slowly started getting around to the enlisted about some guy doing body piercing on base so it kept me pretty busy. A few months go by and then I get transferred to 11th Marine Regiment. At first I kept the body piercing gig low-key there because I really didn't know anyone and I didn't want to get in trouble but it turned out They were the same type of chill group of Marines, but just stationed at a different camp. I don't remember how the conversation came up on body piercing. I believe me and one of the guys were talking about getting tattoos, and it went from there. And it turned out there were quite a few people who wanted to get something done. Well, there was a long weekend coming up, and it seemed like everyone decided to get a piercing done at the same time. So I told everyone to go to this shop called Body Piercing by Tracy to buy the jewelry they needed and to come over to a friend's condo where we were going to have a party and I'd hook up their piercings there. We were chilling at my friend's place and a small group of people turned out, ready to get pierced enough to where it was a small line and we kind of created a little process line, I guess you could call it, and it ran like clockwork. Stick your tongue out, pierce the tongue, put the jewelry in next, stick your tongue out. Pierce the tongue, put the jewelry in, next. And before long, everyone got pierced. It was a pretty good night for everyone. Everyone got a little bit closer as friends because in some weird way, it kind of became a rite of passage and they became a tribe of warriors that I like to call the modern primitive. And that leads us to Tracy with Body Piercing by Tracy. Going back to the jewelry thing, There were a lot of people going to that piercing shop just to buy jewelry, enough so that the owner of the shop, Tracy, made an effort to find out why people were coming in to buy jewelry and not getting pierced by her. One weekend, I was out surfing by the pier, having a good time, and I noticed this red Jeep stop on the beach drive, and there was this woman waving her arms back and forth and yelling in my direction. I assumed she was yelling at me, so I paddled on in to see what was up, and when I got there, this broad laced into me with an intense fury that I was not expecting, starting with asking, Are you Rubio? I replied yes, and then she went on saying, What the hell, man? You're telling people to buy jewelry for me so you can do bootleg piercings out of your apartment? I run a piercing shop, and you're stealing business from me. Anyway, she kept on yelling at me for a few more moments, and in the meanwhile, all I'm thinking is, Fuck, this woman is batshit crazy. I pick up my board and start heading back towards the water. She yells at me one last time, "'Hey, aren't you going to say something?' So I replied back, "'You know what? You're right. At least I'm telling them to buy the jewelry from your place, so if you're done, I'm going to get back to what I was doing.'" The look on her face could have froze the beach over, and it was after that that she said, "'You know what? Come work at my shop this weekend, and I could show you how to do piercings correctly.'" And that way, I won't lose any business. I accepted that offer, and the rest was history. I ended up doing an apprenticeship with her, and when I got out of the Marine Corps, I landed a job as a master piercer over at Liquid Karma in Tempe, Arizona. I did that job for a little while until I realized the owner was a piece of shit, and so I ended up quitting that job and went on to my next venture in life, which is another story for another time. Anyway... That concludes this episode of the LPR 1138 Project, and I'll catch you on the flip side.